In this episode, we talk about YouTube and COPPA and how you can keep yourself safe from the new YouTube regulations. And is it too late for you to start a YouTube channel? What's up? Welcome to the Let's Talk Filmmaking Podcast, where we talk about everything creative and filmmaking. We have a very special episode. I've been saying that every episode so far. I just have been yeah, having amazing guests lately. Surprising, surprising guests. B, as you hear, is back in the studio, but we also have my neighbor in texas <laughs> brandon washington we even had the same name which was like how are we gonna you know do this like say who's brand what brand are you talking to so uh brandon welcome to the podcast thank you for having me thank you for having me so this is an episode on kappa you're gonna see the title this is very serious but also we keep it fun uh, like always, but before we get into copper, I really want, if you don't know Brandon Washington, you probably do if you search any, you know, film, video, uh, even photography, YouTube, you know, kind of, you know, let people know who you are. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I'm a full-time filmmaker, photographer, freelancer, um, and then I've been doing that for a couple years now, and at the same time, I run my YouTube channel where I teach you know, filmmaking and photography. And I try to get into a lot of the business side of things as well, because I know there's a lot of creators out there who want to be able to make this into a living. And so for me, it's about just sharing that knowledge. Um, I don't come from like a traditional background. Like I didn't go to school for this. Um, I didn't have like really any mentors or anything like that who could really help me through the process. So for me, it's just about just being that for as many people as I can, make the process as simple for people as, as I can because I've made a lot of mistakes in this game and if I can save somebody from making the same mistake or you know, having to lose out on a whole bunch of money like I've had to do over the past, like right. I just wanna help them out. So that's really what it's all about. Yeah, you've been doing um amazing job with your uh, Monday, uh, your Business Monday videos. Mm -hmm, uh, mm. Those and, are great. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say it was probably your last one uh, where you was talking about uh, gear. You was like, one of the big things you do is to use cash for your gear. Because, man, I was like, yes, <laughs> praise that mm -hmm. tip. Because, <laughs> man, what hole I dug uh, in the beginning when I just got all my gear at once. And then just, you know, B, you know how I feel about my camera, my first camera, so. Yes, yes, yeah. the that camera. The, the decision is... on buying yeah. gear, so. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge, I love gear, don't get me wrong. Uh, I probably have more than I need, but it's been years of acquisitions, but definitely, I'm, I'm not a fan of credit cards in any way. Like, that's just the way I live my life. Um, you know, it, it can, I know it's difficult and there's people out there that say, oh, you got to have credit cards in order to build up credit, which is not really true. There are other ways around it. 
but especially mm-hmm. when it comes to gear mm-hmm. there's no way i'm gonna let the gear own me like i want to own the gear and trust me like when you don't own the gear you can never truly truly appreciate it and you're always mm-hmm. going to be worried about that next payment so that's no way to live your life when it's about something you love so much like filmmaking you know mm-hmm. i agree 100 yeah um be not a stranger to sight my co-host vegas filmmaker you've been doing a whole lot of just a quick update would let people know you know what you've been up to because it's been a while it's been a while yes it has it has been a while for me um what i've been up to lately is just really just trying to focus and hone in just on the craft um you know i'm really big on just trying to improve the craft expand my horizons as far as what it is i i, I truly want to do which is now to tell stories especially with music videos it's easy to get caught up in you know don't you know do this couple of angles blase blase but now i'm really just looking to do more storytelling so um doing that not really dropping anything um for the end of the year i'm not in a rush to doing any of that just kind of taking my time and really just spending time with the craft and just you know loving it falling in love with it so yeah that's that's just what i've been doing laying low just laying low yeah if you haven't seen her recent videos B has really been hustling, which is not a reason why she haven't been, you know, uh, been able to make some of the recent episodes, but it is all good. Um, so we're going to get started on Kappa. You know, once again, this is one of the big, big hits for YouTube that's going to change YouTube starting January 1st. It is January 1st, right? That's when when everything uh sets you need to know whether or not your channel is child friendly or you know just for adults period um just to give a history little background on copper if you're not familiar like copper means children's online private protection act it was made and created in 1998 by the ftc um, the purpose of it is to protect children under the age of 13. basically you cannot have any information on children under the age of 13 um, being saved on your website uh, any anything online like period not even social media anything Um, so back when this started YouTube was you know still just a baby you know YouTube was mainly made for the ages 13 and up so when this was created you know, they was like, well, we're 13 up. You can't really touch us, you know, move around. A few years later, you know, YouTube is getting bigger and technology is getting better. You know, we're getting iPads, more smartphones. Uh, the new new generation is coming in. We're doing a lot more with uh, social networking. Even then, you know, the F. TC already checked YouTube as safe. So, no biggie. Uh, 2013 comes around, and now we have the kids where they're, they're, they're watching Fortnite videos. They're creating Fortnite videos. We have everybody having, you know, trading card of YouTubes. Like, everybody is using the YouTube, being a creator on YouTube, becoming the niche, you know, doing their thing, and... Uh, even kids are 
becoming a part of that to try to make a, you know, make a living, you know, like they have every right to do that. So, and over 20 advocate, children advocate groups notice that some of their kids' information was being saved on YouTube, and this frustrated and made them angry. Angry mob came straight to the FTC. They was like, I don't know what you're talking about. YouTube said they're age 13 up. They double-checked because they was about to get sued, and they was like, oh, YouTube is saving kids uh, information with web cookies because that's the way Google shows, you know, what we like, what search uh, search and keywords we're using, and it also helps in, some, uh, in terms, I, I know I do this, in terms of <laughs> keeping your login information and sometimes your password if you're very forgetful. So all that goes into web cookies and YouTube works with Google with web cookies to do this. And that's where the children's information is being saved. So a uh, huge bust for YouTube. But because of this, now creators have to be very, very safe about whether their videos is child friendly or not child friendly. And if you just so happen to be caught not being what you are, you can, let me get this number right, uh -huh. be charged with up to $42,530. You won't be charged immediately, 42530 give me my money, you cause a lot of trouble. It's up to that amount. So, so far, like, you know, how how uh, how much of you two like thought about the recent COPPA information um, with you two have, I don't have a YouTube yet, so. <laughs> with you two having like YouTubes and um, putting out episodes, like what are your thoughts on the COPPA Act? B, you can, you can go on and start it. Well, I know one thing when I first saw it, uh, it was a lot of, well, not a lot, but I did see a few channels that were really outraged um, just because they didn't feel safe. Um, they didn't feel that they, you know, the, the rules and regulations weren't very clear. Um, it was very vague. So it was, it was very hard, uh, for a lot of channels, you know, they were losing views and intent and intent losing money, you know, so it, it caused a lot of outrage with it. Um, I know you and I, Brandon, we've talked about it before and we said how, you know, for filmmakers, it may be a little bit different. Um, as far as being able to, uh, put our content out there without the interruption of, um, other content and stuff like that. So, um, when you did point that out to me, I was like, you know what, this is a great opportunity for us as filmmakers. Um, but it's unfortunate for a lot of other channels and I can understand how they can feel it's unfair. You know what I mean? They worked, you know, some, you know, a lot of channels work really hard, um, to get where they are, to get to a point where they're actually living off of YouTube paychecks. So um, I can understand how it's difficult for them and how it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, but I think YouTube probably could have um, rolled this out a little bit cleaner um, for Ooh, those channels. Definitely. Um, yeah, they could have rolled it out a little bit cleaner for them. Um, but it's it's just unfortunate. A lot of them are rustling, trying to find new platforms. Because, you know, they have some things that are on there that could be child-friendly. But then again, like I said, the rules are so vague. I can understand the concerns of them, definitely. All right. Um, Brandon, you have 
crap ton of subscribers. <laughs> you have a you keep your uh content, you know, pretty very clean, very you even have a, a kid kid yourself like you have a very you keep your episodes going. You're very constant with with your work, which is something you've been working on for a very yeah. long time and you've been very successful with it. Kind of give me your thoughts on the Kappa Kappa act. So like, as I mean, I can only speak for myself and my channel. Right. I mean, the major difference that I saw was now whenever I upload a video, I have to determine if my content either has a, has children in it, and then I also have to say if my content is uh, for children. Now, as far as like, you know, promotion, things like that, like for right now, I just say that my content is not for children. Um, mm -hmm. I've looked at my animal. Um, I think the ages 13 to 18 is actually my lowest number. So I don't even consider my content for children. And the only area where I've seen like a real big difference is, um, so as you mentioned, I do have, I actually have two kids and my son likes to, for whatever reason, he doesn't care about cameras, but he likes to watch my videos mm. and he watches it on the, on the YouTube kids app on the iPad. And recently he has struggled to see my content on that app. And I'm pretty sure that has a lot to do with the new update since I'm now saying that my content is not for children. It no longer appears on the YouTube kids app. Right. Um, so obviously, you know, for me, that doesn't really bother me. Like it doesn't affect my audience. But one thing I've always said and something that I've always done with my channel is like, uh, me and a really good friend of mine, Sticks, we always talk about like, you know, we're trying to be content creators, not YouTubers. Right. Because YouTube as a platform can change like this. And it's really difficult when it does make a major change um, because, you know, you now have to kind of like scrammage around and try to figure out a new solution and things like that. And so we've never really tried to build ourselves up as strictly YouTubers. Like we want to be filmmakers. We want to be content creators. So we have to diversify where our income is coming from because at the end of the day, like YouTube as a platform is kind of honestly, it's like a godsend right now for creators because it's a free place for you to upload your content mm -hmm. to, and you don't have to pay anything to be able to do it. I mean, I look at things as simple as podcasts. Like even if you want to run a podcast, you got to pay like a monthly subscription in order to be able to upload your podcast. Yep. Um, you know, but with YouTube, we're kind of lucky in the fact that it's free and they've given us this opportunity to be able to make money off of it. But if it changes, if you built your whole business around something that's out of your control, it's kind of difficult. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, I personally think that for those channels, that are, you know, that are really like the cream of the, like cream of the crop, the best of the best. And those who work really hard, they're going to figure out that workaround. You know, they may lose a lot of money on AdSense, but they're going to figure out a new way in order to make some money. But for those channels that were just trying to, you know, jump on that easy bandwagon that was making kid friendly content and being able to get tons of click through because you know kids will watch the same video a hundred times. Right. Um, I think those channels are gonna have to really step it up and gonna have to figure out you know what that next big step for them is. But no matter what type of channel they are, like you know even right now, like as filmmakers, our channels really aren't affected by this. But like I've always said that like you know in let's say six months from now, 
if you do a review on a product because you are actually featuring a product in your video, YouTube now says that, well, that counts as a commercial and you can no longer, you know, let's say monetize that video. Does that change the content you put out? Like if something like that were to happen, how would that affect my channel? So I've always tried to make sure that my channel couldn't be affected by weird rules or adpocalypse or, you know, stuff like this. And when the government gets involved, there's no, Man. there's no fighting that. Like right. YouTube's not finna, YouTube's not finna deal with getting a lawsuit for a couple of creators. Like they're just worth too much. And so mm -hmm. I just look at it from a business standpoint. It just makes more sense. It sucks. But if you look at it from a business standpoint, you kind of have to figure out like, how am I going to work around it? See, I knew this was the perfect podcast for him uh, because <laughs> because he's right. He's right. This is a business. At the end of the day, your career, if this is what you was going to do as a YouTuber, you're, this is now your business. And because some of some YouTubers were using, you know, Google as, you know, they're uh, the one that's supplying the paychecks. Well, if Google changed the way the game is played, now you have to play the game and work with what you have. Um, once again, yes, it sucks. But now it's time to put the big boy pants on and it's time for you to actually work on your brand, your business without the help, without the help of Google. Because, yeah, um, we have Twitch now. Twitch, they get mm -hmm. their money from people just, I like you. Here, take my money. <laughs> just <laughs> donations and uh, people subscribing to them every month. Um, we have Patreon. You know, uh, we have a lot of more people doing podcasts. I know YouTubers that have started on YouTube, create a podcast, and now their podcasts make them way more money than YouTube is giving them. So, no, yeah, this is this is a situation where where people will have to adapt, which, you know, all three of us, I'm quite sure we're used to adapting uh, with mm -hmm. getting hit with any type of situation we have to adapt. This is where they will have to do the same. Um, one of the one of the ways I have notes and like one of the things that you can do to help out keep yourself in a bad situation like have a disclaimer you know for one uh brandon that was a huge i didn't think of that looking at your analytics to see who is mm -hmm. actually watching your shows and if the majority is you know above 13 you only have a small margin go on and say hey like my show is for above 13 that's a great you know that's that was smart and that was a great that's a great idea uh, but have a disclaimer, disclaimer if you need to, you know, mark your videos, whether it's, you know, children, you know, not for children when you upload it. Um, but the biggest thing in which, you know, we all have started working on is have your audience support you, not Google. Mm -hmm. you know, one of the big things that we do is create. So, you know, creating LUTs. You know, creating um, presets, T-shirts, um, you know, anything like that. Create it with our brand. Our people would love it, want to support us. Google, YouTube, nobody can mess with that. You know, that's ours. 
So uh, that's a great way to adapt, even as a kid YouTuber, um, kid-friendly YouTuber, to keep money rolling, keep food on, food on the table, because the people will support you. Because I didn't say this, but if you're a kid channel, you don't have your comment section anymore. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't have your community tab anymore. Uh, you can't place labels or anything on your videos. I don't even think they have suggestions anymore at the end, video suge suggestions at the end. So you're going to take a huge hit in terms of losing, but not losing, but being connected with your um, community. So this is something that needs to start now. You know, even if you need to create a website where people can uh, connect with you, you know, something. So, yeah, that's, once again, huge hit. Um, Brandon, you have some um, presets. I saw probably like last week when you was, when you was talking about the cell phone. Um, yeah. <laughs> working with the Google phone, which I like because <laughs> I've been working with this, this Samsung and I just needed my iPhone back, so. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, having, you know, just things like that to help support you is going to be what helps move your business and continue to make business minded moves. You know, never settle for less, less. always move on to the next big thing. Um, so, Brandon, what other than the less that you have that some people kind of support you, uh, your community support you with? Uh, so, I mean, as a filmmaker, obviously, like my YouTube channel, I look at it as like, it's also a business card for me. Like as, as crazy as it may be, like, even though I talk about filmmaking, I get a lot of clients that reach out to me because they found me on YouTube and they want me to shoot projects for them because through my YouTube videos, they can tell that I know what I'm talking about. Um, so just like having clients that find me that way and then they want to work with me, that's one big area that helps on the channel. Uh, the other ways is obviously I sell presets, um, sell LUTs, um, and then I just actually launched my new Patreon account. So kind of rolling that up and then honestly getting into like just figuring out other ways to diversify. So one big area that I haven't fully announced yet um, so I guess this is kind of like a semi-exclusive. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm starting out my mentorship program, and I've been working with you know a handful of creators kind of off and on, but there's just so many creators who want that next step. And YouTube is a great platform, don't get me wrong, it's awesome. But I didn't have access to a mentor, and I wish I did when I got started you know, 10 plus years ago. And YouTube is where I learned a lot of stuff, but YouTube, even as like a creator for YouTube, is difficult to always know like what video is right for me oh, because yes. every creator is different, you know? Like I could watch a video on audio and learn all the ins and out of audio, but that whole setup was for like one specific situation that I may never find myself in. Right. So by being able to like actually be able to call on somebody, ask somebody a question, and be able to work with them hand in hand 
uh, for my specific situations, I would have loved to have had that. And so that's what this mentorship program is all about. It's just about me being able to work with a handful of creators and really walk them through their journey of, you know, becoming a full-time creator. You know, if they just want to do YouTube, uh, if they want to be a full-time freelancer working with like, you know, companies and clients and things like that. And really going into more detail, because as y'all know, YouTube is not really a platform where you can, you know, drop a hour long video <laughs> and expect people to sit there and watch the whole thing. But a lot of times when we're ready to take filmmaking seriously, like we need that. We need that sit down for an hour plus to go over all the little minute details. And, you know, even on my business Mondays, like I try my best to take these like complicated business ideas and make them YouTube friendly. But even when I'm done with them, sometimes I'm like, I don't know if I gave them enough yet. Like, mm. I feel like there needs to be more there. Um, Cause like each video, when I'm done recording and I hit upload, like 16 more things pop up in my head and I'm like, oh, I didn't talk about this. I didn't talk about this. I didn't talk about this. So I want to be able to have that opportunity to work with creators and give them everything and also just like motivate them through the process because I mean, y'all know being a full-time freelancer or filmmaker, like it could be a lonely world, mm -hmm. it right. be a lonely world out there. Yeah. And there's a lot of days where you don't feel like, you know, you're doing it right or that you're not sure if like what you're doing is the right move or should you be saying no to that job? Like, but I got bills. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> when you're dealing with stuff like that, just like having somebody to be able to like talk to and like kind of work your way through it is so beneficial. I mean, that's the only reason why I made it this far is because like, you know, I found friends eventually in this game and when I'm struggling, I hop on the phone and I say, bro, coach me through this. Like, how do I turn down, you know, like when you need rent, how do I turn down a five to $700 job? Even though you know it's not right, how do you turn it down when you know you got rent coming up? So right. mm -hmm. stuff like that, um, you know, that's the kind of the hard stuff that I want to work with people on. Man, that's you right. That's that's a bombshell right there. Uh, definitely keep keep us updated on that because any way I can support that because, um, like I told you, I'm in Louisiana, Shreveport, Louisiana. We're not as <laughs> far and uh, fast paced as Houston. I told B this other other day. Like I cannot stand driving in Houston. I cannot stand <laughs> driving in Houston. It's so just butt clenching. Like everybody is like, get in where you fit in. But like in terms of having the, in terms of the South being as much as, you know, California, you know, we're West Side California, you know, New York, we're not completely to that level yet. So there's a quality gap. So like in my area, I always try to help out people learn, you know, better skills. People hit me up, say, hey, how you make yourself look different? I was like, well, send them a couple links. And I say, let's go out and shoot. Um, so you doing that, really commend you on that. Really love it in Houston. Uh, good luck. That's going to be a lot of driving. Uh, <laughs> and just dealing with people so yeah um and you're right on about your videos me and b uh i was telling b how i was watching another one of your business 
uh, videos and it's hard when you are set to a limit when you know that people are gonna you know clock out any minute you know you can't name every situation every everything that can go wrong and how to fix it because fixing things is probably like what 80 to 90 percent of our job at least 99 yeah Okay. At least, yeah, at least <laughs> I didn't want to sign. I I guess yeah. I gotta keep it real. Most of the time, we're like, why this usually works? Why is it not working? Time is running out. Got to get it done. So, yeah, that's you can't fit all that in. Um, which is I'm hoping. I know I, I know I said this in the episode probably last year, but hopefully I will have somewhat of a YouTube channel <laughs> in the next <laughs> month. To where I can actually do the same, help people out, put my knowledge out there, and also create um, as well. I'm out of there. Bro, that. just do it. Just Man, do it. You just got to do it. Yeah. Just let it happen. We're going to talk about that <laughs> off air. All of Don't my Don't talk issues. about it. Don't talk about it. Just <laughs> uh, do it, bro. Yeah. Pull out no, your I'm, phone if you're worried about right. it. Just Man, make something. No, not this prepaid phone. This thing, uh, just taking pictures sometimes, there's... Uh, just quality, just terrible. Bro, let me tell you something right now. I mean, this is just some, just a little bit of game, just for anybody out there who wants to get into YouTube. This is what I learned over the course of November. So, for anybody who doesn't know, for the month of November, I posted every Monday through Friday for the whole month. So it was twenty-five, twenty to twenty-five videos, something crazy like that. And I found out that. The most important thing, even though you hear it all day long, the most important thing is your title and your thumbnail. Because no matter how good or how bad your video looks, no one's going to click on it until they can look at the title and the thumbnail, and that intrigues them to then want to watch the video, right? So that's part one. Get a dope thumbnail and a good title that's going to intrigue them to want to click. Step two is it's about what you're talking about and not how good the actual video is. Mm -hmm. Some of the best videos I did all of the month was me sitting at this desk, looking into a camera, and just talking for 10 minutes. And there was no B-roll, there was no crazy edits. I like had some music in the background. Sometimes it cut to a black and white whenever I made a mistake and I decided not to edit it out. Is that what you know happened? What I'm saying? You just didn't like, feel I like just, going I back? Just, in... I was just like, I just, I don't feel like editing that out. Like, just let it run. <laughs> There's no crazy B-roll, right? And those videos took me about 15 minutes to shoot, about an hour and a half to edit, and then about another 30 to 45 minutes to upload. So all in all, about maybe four hours to put it out, right? But then the videos that I put my heart and soul into, like I did the iPhone versus the EOS R, and I had like examples. I created a LUT pack for that video. Yep. I had somebody come out and shoot behind the scenes for that video. Yep. I had to go and edit all the photos to put them in to do the side by sides. I had graphics. I went in on that video. That video did like maybe two thousand views. Uh the disappointment uh, in his face. Like, <laughs> But like, but I learned something from that. So I was disappointed. Don't get me wrong. I was disappointed, but I learned something that like when you're on YouTube, you have to think how people consume on YouTube, not about what you want to do, right? If, you're, if your goal is to build an audience, 
You got to put out the content that people are looking for. That's where Business Monday came from. Legit, the first Business Monday video I ever did, I honestly, to this day, I can't remember exactly what I was even talking about, but I know I was wearing my red Casey hoodie and I put it out on a Thursday because I said, I got to upload something. So yep. I sat down and I just recorded it and I put it out there and people went nuts over it. I got messages from it, DMs on Instagram, the comments were going like, this is what people like the quality doesn't have to be great. So when it comes to YouTube, if the goal is to get the knowledge out, I'm going to tell you right now, just get the knowledge out. Don't mm -hmm. overthink it. Don't think about the B-roll because most people aren't really watching your content the way you think they're watching your content. Most people are passively watching content. I can't tell you, I don't know the last time I watched like a TV show on television and didn't have my phone in my hand. Because everybody, when they're watching something, they're watching it with their phone in their hand. Or if they're watching a video on YouTube, they're probably watching it while they're editing or while they're doing something else. So no one's really just like 100% zoned in on your content. And as, as much as that sucks, that's I about to think that about, sucks. it kind of sucks, but it also can free you when you're doing things like YouTube to be able to just not overthink how you're creating and just get that work out there. But then when you want to go all in on something, especially as filmmakers, like I want to go all in on a film where people are going to sit down and actually want to watch it fully. But I'm not planning on just like uploading it to like YouTube or up like I want to have like a premiere. Like if I want people to be all in on my stuff, then put it where people are all in engaged. But mm -hmm. people are just not all in engaged on YouTube. They go to YouTube to receive content, to either be entertained or be educated and then they're bouncing to the next thing. So instead of like, like I learned from my mistake, I gave that video a hundred percent. And when the return wasn't as good, excuse me, when the return wasn't as good as I thought it was going to be, I kind of felt deflated. But instead of feeling deflated, I should have still felt good about it because I was like, all right, I did what I wanted to do with that video. But then going forward, when I put out the knowledge gems about business, I'm not going to go all crazy on it. And then when they do really well, I actually feel even better about it because that's just the way YouTube is. But at the end of the day, YouTube is just a part of the business, right? It's just right. a part of your game. So don't put all the eggs in that basket. Don't put all your creativity into that one role. Put enough in to get what you want out and then make sure you're continuously to build your business up in other areas so that way you can be successful even if YouTube changes the game. Mm -hmm. So. Don't overthink it, bro. I'm telling you right now. It's, it's just funny. take I've been take telling this him podcast that forever. And throw it on YouTube and and take some snippets out. Whatever you got to do, just get that knowledge out there. I've been I telling him that forever. Forever. Yeah. I had no because For because life. the thing about like we watch the thing about Brandon is he's very very knowledgeable about this stuff. I call him all the time like, "Hey, what would you do in this situation? Hey, how could I have done better with this?" He'll see he'll see videos before they even come out. He'll see clips before they even come out. And I'm like, dude, what do you think about this? He's so knowledgeable about it. And one of the things, I know I'm probably going to get corny here, but one of the things that I know is when you don't display your talents for the world, you deprive the world of what it needs. So take your talent and do what you need to do with it and just do it, dude. Please just do it. Do it. Just do it, please. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like today. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm kind of busy today. I got all types. 
I got to read you, you can be busy every yeah. day, bro. No, I got you. you. Can no, be busy every I'm, day. I'm a, I'm a seriously, I'm a seriously going to try to do it today. I would write it down on my whiteboard, you know, get it done today. But, you know, I, I actually like that video you was just talking about. So I hate, because um, I just looked and, yeah, it wasn't, because you did it right after the eye um, with the sun. Eye focus. Yeah, the yeah. eye autofocus. And, yeah, I, just, I, I was like, damn, he didn't. So, but it's like, I mean, I don't, I mean, I didn't get any bad flack from it, but for whatever reason, it just doesn't perform. You never know what YouTube, you never, you never know, know. Yeah. You never know where YouTube and you know, me and B, we talked about this, you know, the one thing and you hear it often, you spend so much time on something and people won't say yeah. anything. You do one simple picture, edit, whatever. And people are like, just this is the next viral thing, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. this was done with a cell phone or this was done with, you know, the other thing had transition, sound design, everything. What? No. Okay. I got it. You got some people creating content with like big reds and everything else and it, don't, right. it doesn't perform. <laughs> it doesn't. That's Pretty true. interesting. You got to think about the audience, man. You got to just think about the audience and put out what the audience is looking for. You know, that's how that's how the game goes. Yeah. You got to play the game, too. Well, cool, cool. That, I think that just about wraps up the video. Everybody grilling into me, trying to pep me up into starting this YouTube game and also starting yes, it probably, uh, what? Perfect or worst time with Kappa? It's the best yeah. time. It's best the time. Best time. It's the best time. So you, you won't it, have this... to, you won't have to deal with it. You're starting now. You just deal with the rules <laughs> right. as oh, they okay. are. Okay. Well, I guess that doesn't help the uh, the the listeners if they have already started. Well, if you if you are just now starting, just like I'm about to start, then yeah, this is the perfect time. Don't think YouTube is dead. But if they keep you know going the way they're going, you know. I don't, I don't see why not, you know, you might try other things or you might want to try out uh, doing a podcast, which I'll be helping you out with. So, B, Brandon, anything else you want to say to the listeners, to the um, viewers? See, uh, You can go ahead, B. Wash. You, you're the usually, guest. Usually, <laughs> B does the last statement, the last words of the episode. But now that she has a guest, she's going to throw it to you. So any last okay. motivational words? I, I know you just gave a spiel, uh, but that was towards <laughs> me, majority. Uh, yeah. At least that's the way <laughs> I feel. Uh, and <laughs> uh, just saying thing to the people that's, that's starting, starting their business and their filmmaking journey. Yeah, I mean, I think... For me, the the one thing that changed the whole game for me was when I was actually talking to a business uh, business professional a couple of years ago, and he asked me what I wanted to be when I, you know, what was my goal? And I said, oh, I want to be a filmmaker. And he said, do you want to be a successful filmmaker or do you want to be a filmmaker? And I said, oh, I, I want to be a successful filmmaker. And he said, cool, then start focusing on business 60% of the time and focus on film 40% of the time. And like, for me, that, it didn't make sense until I started realizing that in order to be a successful filmmaker, I had to understand the business side of things. And so to any creators out there who are trying to do 
anything, whether you want to do a podcast or you want to be, you know, in theaters or if you want to do documentaries or you just want to be a YouTuber or an Instagrammer and you want to make it profitable, um, just start focusing on business 60% of the time because that's when you're going to actually be able to like justify and also be able to like bankroll your desires to be a creator of any sort. So to anybody who's trying to do it and you want to do it full time, like understanding your craft and knowing your craft is very important, but don't sacrifice learning the business side of things because if you can't pay rent and you can't eat, you can't create. So focus at least on that 60% focusing on business because the more money and the more business that you can bankroll into your creativity, you'll be able to do it longer and you'll be more successful at it overall. So good one. Good one. That that's the truth. And that is exactly why these last episodes, I hope you've been tuning in, has been very business heavy. The last episode we had Sean on with Buck Productions, the way he runs his production company. I love it. His business model works for him and it's different and you will always have you will have to find that for yourself. Um, tune in for the next, uh, the last, listen to the last three couple. They have been business heavy. We learned about, um, you know, joining a guild. If you want to be a DP, join a, um, director of photography guild, uh, join a director's guild, look and look into what you want to do. Think about where you want to be in the next 10, 20 years and, you know, do your research, you know? That um, that about drops the last the last piece of gold. Um, definitely like, subscribe, and comment below what you think about the show. We are on radio.com now, so that's one more platform you can listen to our voices. No matter how much I cringe when I listen to my own voice, you seem to love it. But <laughs> once again, do that because that really does help us out. Look forward to our next episode, next few episodes. Next episode, we do have Mr. Alex Ferrari, another special guest. So definitely tune in, and we will catch you all later. See. You. Peace. I didn't get a chance to talk about this in the episode, but we are actually supporting a petition called Save Family Friendly Content on YouTube. This is on change.org. This petition was created to force YouTube to clarify and reconsider the new children's online privacy protection, COPPA, regulations on YouTube. Right now, they're at 864,000, over 864,000 signature and they need one million they are so close i'm hoping this episode gives the push this petition needs to get to one million signatures i do have a link in the show notes just go down to the link give a little signature i think they are asking i think they are asking for a comment but if you don't want to leave the comment that's fine we just need the signature go on and be a part of this movement and till next time See ya.